go. All right. It's been a couple weeks. Want to explain why? Kind of want to change it up tonight. Had some things on my mind with things going on in the world, close to home, professionally and personally. But if you're watching this, this is number 260 of Oscar Mike Radio. Oscar Mike Radio is on the move. Mission in flight. And I'm going to take this time and just go over some thoughts. Uh, This is a different kind of night. One of the things that I try to do and try to do is not bring political situations into what this is or what it does. I, I, I want it to be about stories, about um, military history, those who serve, those who are serving now, the people that support active duty military, and the stories of veterans who rebuild themselves when they when their service is done. And that has been my my focal point from day one. And if you're watching this now, I'm Travis with Oscar Mike Radio. Uh, you can go to oscarmicradio.com and find out more. Big shout out to my sponsors, Joyce Asec of Asec Real Estate, uh, Mark Holmes of Reaper Detailing and Power Washing, and Sean Schubert of um, Red Seal Martial Arts. I'll go over my supporters here at the minute in a minute. But, um, you know... I'm coming up on 260, had some different things planned, and then, you know, the the world kind of just threw up, for lack of a better term. And, and you know, I, I couldn't, um, I couldn't, you know, do my normal cadence, because I'm like, there's, there's some things that, that I have to accept by what's going on. And and it started first with Afghanistan. And I didn't serve in Afghanistan. I'm very open. I did not ever serve in combat. That was not my MOS. I did not serve at a time uh, where, you you know, my MOS was deployed in a combat zone. So I, I, I didn't have that experience of combat service. I have, however, talked with, ministered to, shared with, helped out, and hung out with a lot of people who have seen, you know, their their struggles, seen what they've done to overcome. Um, you know, so on and so forth. And it's left an impression on me, you know, what's going on. It leaves an impression upon me when a parent whose child is no longer here because they, they couldn't stay in the fight anymore. Ask what this all means. You know, it's, it's, it's different seeing somebody who is a, a young person missing limbs and trying to figure out their place in life. And also uh, some of the Afghanistan stuff really, you know, resonates with me because of what happened in Benghazi. And you will never convince me that 
our uh, leadership left those Americans to die in Benghazi. You will never convince me otherwise. I've read a lot about it. I've studied it. And again, you're never going to convince me that they weren't a sacrificial lamb for some reason or at best or at worst, the administration at the time just didn't care. And, and so I'm watching Afghanistan and I'm watching, um, you know, what's going on. And, you know, I'll, I'll say it up front. You know, I don't care which president pulled this out. It was not going to be a smooth transition just by virtue of who we're dealing with there and how things were run. I, I don't believe that once we got Osama bin Laden, we need to be over there. I've never liked the idea of uh, nation building, particularly in that part of the world where you're talking about thousands of years of culture, tribalism, and, you know, religious, you know, influence on, on life there. So I was never convinced that we needed to be over there in this idea that we could in a couple of years or two decades, completely change a country. It's just, it's, it's not going to work. They didn't want us there. And honestly, a lot of people thought we shouldn't be there. The, the only saving grace is it seems like our veterans who serve there and are coming home and dealing with this are being treated much differently than our Vietnam veteran brothers and sisters. And I'm very pleased about that. That was something that was weighing on me. You know, what if our fellow Americans turn against those who served? And it seems like on certain levels that hasn't happened. But then that got me to the 13 that died. I mean, I I, I haven't had anybody explain to me why um, Nancy Pelosi wouldn't provide a moment of silence and read their names on the floor of the house. Wouldn't do it. I've never gotten an answer why. I mean, these people say they're for us. These people say they support us. These people say they want to be there for us. But when the time comes to demonstrate that, it's like, well, you know, that's okay. No big deal. And it really put me, um, you know, I, I, normal day-to-day stuff going on, other things going on. I'm getting through it. But from a military standpoint, you know, there's parents that ask me, hey, is it a good idea if my kid joins the Army, the Navy, the military? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's not going to be easy. It's hard. It's challenging. But that's part of the experience. It's going to be a great experience overall. And and I'm watching this and I'm like, I'm not sure if it's a good experience anymore. And then we get to Marine Corps Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller and what he did, where he um, pretty much calls out his management, if you're looking at it from a corporate sense, all the way up to the CEO saying that, hey, there's been no accountability at the senior level. There's been too many years of people um making excuses, covering things up, 
not putting the interest of the people who serve on boots on the ground, them first, and instead of trying to appease people who've never worn the uniform before. And I'm hoping to reach out to him and maybe have him on the show. I'm going to be straight with you. I mean, I'd kind of like to talk to him. I can tell you that, you know, there might be people who feel the same about him, but um, he's the exception, not the norm. And it's, it's to me, it was um, a really different experience because if you go back to the Fort Hood shooter, his classmates knew that that person was not stable, was not acting the way uh, uh, of an officer, how they should act, right? But they were all too afraid to say something because they thought that their careers would be impacted. And I don't know uh, Lieutenant Colonel uh, Scheller's motivations. I don't know what was going on. I've never met him or talked to him. I've read a whole lot of his posts and his mindset behind what he said. But I will say this, you don't walk away from 20 years in the Marine Corps as Lieutenant Colonel just on a weekend bender or a whim. And it's got to be pretty serious. And, you know, he's kind of been shouted down and told to shut up and told to, you know, mind his own business. But I can tell you there's a lot of people that I know as Marines and people in general that feel that, you know, for the first time they got some honest feedback. But it left me wondering, it left me wondering, you know, okay, the, the enlisted are supposed to see this kind of stuff, but why aren't more officers demanding that their, for lack of a better term, management execute the function that they're supposed to do in the best way possible. It just seems a far cry from Norman Schwarzkopf and, and Tommy Franks and, and, and Colin Powell. I mean, and, and, for, and, and forget it, let's go back to World War II. I mean, the, the people now wouldn't be able to hold account to the, to, you know, Patton, Rommel, any one of those guys. And so I'm, 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 I'm getting kind of irritated and frustrated and, and I'm seeing the, the, the scenes on the, you know, tarmac, you know, people trying to leave. We have Americans left behind. There's no real clear indication as to how many Americans are still over there. I've heard all kinds of stuff. I've heard that some Americans chose to stay there. I've heard the Taliban has made it difficult for Americans that want to leave, leave. It raises all kinds of questions like, hey, why didn't we take all the Americans out first and document who was over there before we turn this over to the Taliban? It, it just defies explanation. It defies explanation. You know, how come we don't know as Americans how many or who of our countrymen are over there right now. Why don't we know? And if it's being asked, why aren't we getting the answer? I want to know. Because to me, this is all, you know, Benghazi 2.0. And they figured out they could get away with letting five or, you know, 13 Americans die. We can let a couple thousand die. No big deal. No one seems to care. We're more worried about, you know... <laughs> the NFL season and going on and other things going on, then, Hey, we got, a, we got our fellow countrymen in a place where it's not safe. 
if they want to stay, which I can't imagine why, fine. But we should know who wants to stay and who wants to come home and what are we doing to get them home? So again, this this, this whole thing is titled a question of faith. Like I, I want to have faith in our military. I want to have faith in our leadership. I want to have faith in you know the administration that we're doing the right thing. And and this just um this is making it hard, man. This is making it real hard. And you know, the last thing I want to talk about tonight, um, as a as a topic point, the 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 cherry on top, the coup d'etat. His General Mark Milley, according to a, a post by journalist uh, Bob Woodward and Robert Costa. Hey, John, how's it going? Jim, good to see you. In a book coming out called Peril, is on the record that he got on the phone and called Chinese military heads to tell him that he's got the situation under control. Hey, Urate, how's it going? Urate made a custom Oscar Mike radio silk mask for me that I absolutely um, adore. It's it's the most comfortable piece of clothing I've ever had. So, and, and, and I'm reading all about this, kind of getting nerd out about this. And I'm like, okay, it's tempting to discount it as, you know, conspiracy theory and, you know, doublespeak. But let's not forget that the Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos with a very different lean, sometimes not pro-America. And this is not, Bob Woodward is not some, you know, beat artist, you know, beat writer, excuse me, he's a respected journalist, allegedly has like, you know, recorded conversations with General Milley of what happened. Hey, Keith, how's it going? Good to see you, brother. Keith Hayes, Sinister One Productions of Hoobazoo. And I'm thinking, you, you know, what he, if, if what he did is actually true, it makes what Benedict Arnold did tame by comparison. And he almost got killed like if you know, there was a price on him, like like he was had to move. He was never liked by either side after he switched sides. He is a, a classic traitor. How how is this not treasonous activity? We, we've had firing squads for less. You know, just to go back to Afghanistan real quick, when you see all that nice new equipment there, they're they're you know fielding and crewing and the helicopters that fly and everything. I mean, we were scared to death that if, if we lost a, a, a part to a um, an M16 out in the desert or one of our parts to our radars, that we were going to get written up. We were going to get written up. Bad juju. Bad juju to lose stuff in the, in the desert. Bad stuff to turn in broken equipment, you know. You take your five-ton out and it doesn't come back with all the straps for it, you know, page 11 or, or you, know, at, you know, at worst, or you're going to fill 100 sandbags at best. You know, just, just bad, 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 bad. And we're leaving perfectly good working equipment over there. And I've been told, I've been told that it takes more money 
to um, do this, to bring the stuff back, than it is to uh, leave it there. Fine. But if you're going to leave it there, don't make it serviceable for the Taliban. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So we, we go back to General Milley. Sorry, I got off on a tangent there. And I'm like, you know, is this true? And you're not hearing, you're hearing the, the classic denials, but no one is saying categorically that it's false. You know, why is that? What's going to happen with this? Did it happen? And if it did, treason and a trip to Fort Leavenworth. I mean, I'm tired of this. And this, this comes back to my whole thing about a question of faith. General Milley is chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, you know, like, like the, you know, number one guy. He's answered to, you know, President Trump and President Biden now. And allegedly, you know, it's recorded that he told the Chinese government or Chinese military officials that, hey, he's, he's taking care of stuff over here. I don't see a scenario where that is, that that's, why are we answering to the Chinese? Why is that acceptable? And, and, and again, I get asked by parents, you know, hey, should I let my kid go in the military? And, and I think the military is still a positive uh you know, force, our military is still a positive force in this world. I still think there's a lot of good things you can learn from the military. Even now, it certainly did me a lot of good. But until we get some accountability, I, I'm not sure it's, it's certainly not the first choice for my child. And I hate to say that. I hate to say that. I really do. I'm like, if you're willing as a, you know, general colonel to take my child's life and spend it that freely. I'm not going to tell other parents they should, you know, give their kids to a complete stranger to do whatever they want to with it. I mean, the old adage that your government property is not hyperbole. It's not an exaggeration. We are, the minute you sign that paper, to quote the movie, your ass belongs to Uncle Sam. That's just the way it is. And so th this, this is where I've been with this show. I haven't been on in a couple of weeks because I'm trying to figure out a way to articulate this that makes sense. And it's like I'm ranting or, or, or raving. I still want to be there for veterans. I still support people who are serving right now. But I agree with uh, Lieutenant Colonel Scheller that there has to be an accounting for actions at the senior level. You can't expect an E1 or E2 or E3 to police themselves and be, you know, accountable for everything they do and have their sergeants and their lieutenants be accountable for them. If, if the generals, commandants, admirals, what have you are accountable as well. And at the end of the day, I said this almost from day one of doing Oscar Mike radio at the end of the day, they work for us. 
yes, uh, you know these 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 people answer to you know the, the Senate committees and to the president and to other entities. But at the end of the day, we the taxpayer, we the American citizen, are who they're protect, protecting. At the end of the day, they belong to us. And and so I'm I'm trying to figure out. You know, how do you make that accountability work? Is there something that I can do to raise awareness to make people accountable? I've tried to take a real positive uh, approach with the show and be about positive things that happen to people. But I, after seeing those 13, you know, Marines and sailors go down, if we don't say something now, what's going to happen later? So I don't know. I, 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 I'd like to tell you that I have everything figured out. I'd like to tell you that I have all the answers. I'd like to tell you that, you know, I have crystal clarity before I got behind the mic tonight. I, I want to do this live because I, I wanted to try to get my thoughts out there without having it appear scripted as they come to me. But I think you're going to see, I'm going to still be, you know, the OMR you're used to where I'm talking about you know, veterans and military people who are making, you know, this country the great country that it is. But I think I'm going to start changing course just a bit to um, hold you accountable. You have our children, our husbands, fathers, daughters, wives at your disposal. They are not parts to a vehicle. They're people. And the American people expect you to utilize them in a way that gets the job done with the least amount of harm to our servicemen and women. And it, it might make some feathers ruffled. It might, uh, you know, get some egos pricked. I don't know. But uh, I feel led to do this. I'm not trying to create controversy, but I'm trying to make sure that, you know, those who would send your children to battle understand the responsibility that they've been given. Because it seems like just from the surface and just from what I've been able to find out, some people are getting a pass and that's not acceptable. So there's a lot of good stuff coming down the way the rest of this year. I'm I'm very, very excited for, uh, what we have going on in the next six months. I appreciate all the support. I appreciate, appreciate you watching tonight. Um, appreciate people who've come on and talk with me. I, I kind of want to take a different approach tonight. Just get some thoughts out there and, you know, Hey, if you think that, you know, my faith is, you know, shaken to a point where, you know, you can bring me back a little bit, reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. If you agree with me, great. If you disagree with me, then tell me why I'm wrong. I I, I, I don't know everything. So tell me why I'm wrong. But I don't, I don't think I'm off the mark here this time. So um, I'm going to end this now. We've got some good stuff coming up in the next month, definitely before the end of the year. And again, thank you very much. We are Mission in Flight.